And a good Saturday morning. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center. Located right there at the corner of Millam and 12th. Again, comments and questions for Andy this morning. We'll definitely open up the lines for you. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You could also text that comment or question to 80373. And your host, Andy Waddell. Good morning. Good morning. Kind of a uh, a little damp morning, but rain is good. That's right. We need that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what, Tim? It was dry this week. so But we don't need an overabundance like they had up north here. That's that right. even made CBS News. Wow. But, i seen that. Some, wow. Some but, floods. Uh, so, yeah, our thoughts go up to uh, those folks. But, again, here in the Kalamaz area, just looking at mainly some rain, that's beginning to move out now. That's so. right. That's right. Maybe late morning we can get Mm -hmm. um, get out. Maybe right now you're maybe working on your gardening journal, Mm -hmm. you know, with your cup of coffee this morning. So, (laughs) well, Tim, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, it's always that point in time where it's time to get our hands dirty and get into those timely tips. You bet. Well, Good morning, everybody. And yes, there was lightning just as on the way in. But uh, <laughs> this uh, this morning, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for joining us for sure on WKZO and Over the Garden Fence. And uh, just have a friend, Mike Ashley, that's probably listening in this morning. Wanted to say hi to him from Excellent. the uh, Scotts area and working oh, hard this morning on uh, the workforce this morning. So wanted to say hi. And you know what, everybody? Good morning again and a special dose of adrenaline is now flowing through every gardener's vein. (laughs) Green thumbers of all stripes have finally flocking to their gardens after a long, cold spell. Spring-like weather has warmed the soil, enabling us to plant tender bedding plants and seeds. Gardeners, the starting gates are now open. It's time to begin. Hmm. Hmm. But wait. (laughs) To really, you know, like those uh, motorcycle guys, they all drop, and then all of a sudden one of them doesn't drop at the same time. The guy's like, I'm going, but wait. You know, to realize that flower and vegetable plantings are our dreams, there are pre-planting soil conditions that really need to be done. Don't plant your bedding plants into seeds into unprepared soil. Flower and vegetable yields multiply greatly with proper soil conditions. As needed, incorporate into depth of four inches into the planting beds, sphagnum peat moss, perlite, composted cow manure, limestone. Do you have heavy ground? How about clay soil conditioner and gypsum? A spoma plant tone to get those roots started. Hmm. Don't know, really, what soil conditions your garden needs? Bring in one or two soil samples to Waddell's Garden Center or get it up to MSU Cooperative Extension for testing. Conditioned planting beds prior to planting annuals will help gardeners realize the abundance of flowers and vegetables to their dreams. We were having problems at our own farm in one field, so we lifted, Tim, all these plants out bought a deeper cultivator, mm-hmm. incorporated some dairy dew into that, semi-loads of that, and are working on that field, getting a better better production oh. out of it. And we need to do the same thing. You know, this spring, be choosy about buying bedding plants when you buy them. Because of inclement weather, many displays of annuals are maybe frosted or windburned. Select annuals, bedding plants. Look for young plants that are actively growing. These will root in best. 
Tall, linking plants will perform as well as short, stocky ones. Blooming petunias, marigolds, snapdragons, and other bedding plants, kind of hard to say, but they actually benefit from their flowers being picked off at planting time to encourage them to develop a strong root system in which they will turn and produce more blooms during the summer. So right now we have a a pretty good honeydew list. Just wanted to say that Uh our first honeydew list actually is a pretty long one. Now, we have a a caller. Do you want to go to the caller first? Sure, we can do that. You bet, you bet, because it might be uh, pertinent to what we're talking about. All right. Well, again, if you do have a comment or question for Andy this morning, 382-4280-1877-382-4280, or you could text that comment or question to 80373. Let's welcome in Gary. He's got a question about gypsy moths. Good morning, Gary. Hey, Gary. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. I'm concerned about the gypsy moths again. Oh, yeah. And wondering, is there some kind of a wrap that you can put around the tree that prevents damage from the moths? You got it. So, believe it or not, Gary, gypsy moth travels up and down that stem of that oak. Okay, and so they uh, years ago, we just used to put this wrap straight on the trunk. But first, I'd buy just the tree wrap that we have at the store. Go around real lightly and either staple it lightly or just a very small tack and tack that tree wrap in a couple rounds about five feet in the air, round the trunk. Doesn't matter if it's two inch or 50 inch. And then put the tree tangle foot um, on top of that. And as that gypsy moth travels, and I know there's a new name for that. I think it's spongy moth or something like that but we still all know them as gypsy moths right. so yes and they will actually trap in that in that um, tar and then as the season progresses that tar will fill up gary believe it or not and uh, work uh-huh. work very good there is uh sprays but after this week it's going to be very hard and it is hard to spray a big tree how about uh, trees other than oak trees, like pear trees or something like that? Yeah, a lot of times, and um, um, that wouldn't hurt a bit. Gypsy moth probably, because there's an abundance, possibly lands onto that uh, onto that pear. I've seen them where, Gary, they decimated some uh, um, Norway spruce because all there were so many gypsy moths falling off the oak, they'd fall on the spruce and just their... Their casings were everywhere by oh. by the thousands on them. So, do you feel that they're uh, um, messing with the pair? I'd go ahead and wrap them at the same time. Wouldn't hurt it a bit. I mean, the okay, the claw. But, but the, go ahead. It's really the tangle foot that, that gets them, though. I would. I would. Yep. And uh, do the tree wrap. It's about three inches wide, and it's like a stretchy cardboard that we sell at Waddell's instead of the plastic one. Just go a nice band one or two times around all all like a a knee brace and then put that tangle foot on that. And once the season is done, you can pull that off instead of having that tangle foot on the trunk of the tree all year. All right. I'll be heading to your store shortly. Okay. Gary. (laughs) (laughs) And, and two, you know, offset that if there is, um, I remember driving up North and seeing those Oaks by the thousands. And if you're having issues with that, Combat that plant by doing a doing a feeding. It wouldn't hurt a bit. Get some new growth coming out if you're seeing an oak with an issue. So, Gary, have a good morning. 
All right. Thank you very much. Uh huh. Bye bye. All righty. Thank you very much for the call, Gary. And of course, if you have a comment or question, 382 4280 1877 382 4280. We'll take a quick break, come back with those comments and questions and more of those timely tips. Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590 106.9 FM WKZO. Whoa, wait. Detroit Tigers baseball for over 75 years. You know where to listen. 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. The lawn experts at Waddell's have had many questions recently about weeds growing in lawns and landscapes, and they have the top quality solutions. If dandelions are invading your lawn, knock them dead with Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. Weed-Free Zone kills broadleaf weeds better than other brands, even tough-to-control varieties like Veronica, Ground Ivy, and Clover. And it's much less expensive than other brands. Get the 32-ounce ready-to-use sprayer on sale this week for just $8.88. Other sizes on sale, including three concentrates, two ready-to-use sizes, and one that hooks up to your hose. If you have gardens that you've already weeded but don't want to weed the rest of the season, get high-yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper. It stops weed and grass seeds from germinating, making weeding gardens almost a thing of the past. If you're not sure what those ugly weeds are, just bring in a sample to Woodell's for identification and a prescription for control. Woodell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millen and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. it's okay with you, Andy, we're going to head right back to the phone and say good morning to Linda. You're on WKZO. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I answer a question? Well, last year I bought a very young cherry weeping willow and it's now putting out new growth on that but at the tip of the um, branches that are weeping it's growing out with like four new uh, looks like or branches Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i've never seen a weeping willow do that before and i don't want it to it's such a short tree i didn't want those to branch out like that and end up I don't know. I didn't like the look. Let's put it <laughs> For sure. Now, is it, you're saying it, is it a weeping willow or is it a weeping cherry? Does it's a it weeping fl- cherry. Okay. Okay. So, and it wants to f- cascade down to the ground and you're having some shoots come out of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes weeping cherry, it is grafted, ma'am. So the graft on the top mm-hmm. sometimes wants to come out and grow faster than the weeping portion. So, Oh. Now that it's done flowering, you are optimal time to do do your pruning, even today. Oh, yep, okay. yep. Right. You can do it when do it's that. you don't have to today, but in in the next couple of weeks, that way it hardens off and all the growth doesn't go to the branches that you don't want. So, okay. yep, even good. on the bottom, the bottom of the weeping cherry can get a haircut now, and that'll that will encourage new growth to come out. The underside of the cherry sometimes has uh, um, a lot of deadwood, just hides from the you know, more sun on the outside, more shade in the inside. And sometimes there's some branches mm-hmm. that can be cleaned out and stuff. So if those okay. sprouts are coming off at the trunk and they're shooting straight up and there's three or four of them, go ahead and nip them right off and put a little um, tree wound dressing or tree wound compound on them afterwards. Yeah. It doesn't anything at the bottom. It's all the top, yeah. all the uh, limbs that are coming off the top. You so. got it. Yep. Okay. That's all coming, right. that's coming off the that. graft. It's, it wants to revert. So need to take that off. Okay, 
great. Thank you. You have a project, Linda. (laughs) Yes, I do. I got lots of projects. (laughs) Well, good luck today. Yeah, it's going to quit raining. All right, thanks. All right, bye bye. I appreciate the call, Linda. Let's. uh, We have a text question coming Mm -hmm. in now. Uh, The texter would like. uh, He's got some lilac bushes. Would would like them to be more nearly round. So how far can they cut them back, and will they flower next year? Oh, so really, lilacs. We can do it at all different steps. Yes, if you just wanted them rounded, you could go ahead and take a small portion off that plant just to shape them up and yes probably on a light pruning they would still set flower sometimes the older lilacs get quite woody and so tim sometimes that understory is what's not flowering so the age of the lilac if he wants to even text back we can answer later on if it's an older lilac go ahead and take some of that big heavy wood out now that it's done flowering or close to it, let it flower. Let you enjoy the flower the next week or so and two weeks, whatever. And then um, go ahead and cut, saw, tech, um, um, uh, loppers, cut that all out. Let the new growth come up and keep the new growth moist because you've got big old roots with new growth. Get a hot June, you got to supply that new shoots, okay? That will not flower next year. Shape it up the following season, and then that second year, it'll start setting bud the following season, okay? So those are a couple of options. So if it's small or big, you can do both. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Hopefully that helps. People even do it in stages. So sometimes people even cut it and don't take the entire all the wood out and do it doing various stages so you're not losing out on all your flower oh, mm-hmm. there you go all mm-hmm. right again comments and questions for andy this morning 382-4280-1877-382-4280 or you could text just like someone just did to us at 80373 we can mm-hmm. continue on with some of these tiny little tips yeah. on no 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 problem no problem so really first on our list is our weather does vary. We've been very uh, blessed with good days, hot days, <laughs> and very cold days. Michigan gets the extremes. Sometimes so does our plants. Plants is, has been a huge issue this spring with the loss of so many plants, but so many varieties and also so many varieties of issues on the plants themselves. The loss of plants is stressful and costly to homeowners as well as the nursery or the greenhouses supplying them and warranting them. When a plant leaves a nursery or greenhouse, it's been cared for, nurtured, almost brought to your heart, knowing that you're trying to do your best knowledge to make it look your best when it is sold. Then it goes out into the um, into the real world, but before it goes, it's actually, Tim, it's inspected by the state before it's sold, making sure it's true to size, true to name, free of bug, and free of disease. But then it goes out into the real world, where it's put to the test with all the elements, out into the landscaping at your yard or your garden. Sometimes you can't help it. It's what you were given. It's the soil that was given in the new home. Mm -hmm. It is what's been filled in. You move, go from one area, nice black loam to clay, 
to sand and back to topsoil, all here in Kalamazoo County. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The tomatoes or peppers that were uh, um, just lush from a greenhouse turn around and go out in the full sun, full wind, full exposure right, right away. Too much too much water, too little water. Eh, I can't water for three or four days, but the night I'm home, I'll soak them to death. Huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my garden this week. Didn't have time three nights this week. And when I did, then I went, you know what? The Japanese maple that was purchased. Oh, honey, that's beautiful. Uh, the issue starts out from winter kill to summer kill, transplant shot, fall damage, placing it on river rock as it's mulch. We've talked about where rock freezes and thaws the ground easiest, where cedar mulch or cypress or hardwood sometimes cools those roots. We've talked about many times companion plants around a Japanese maple. So then those roots stay cool. Ground cover or hostas or a sun-loving perennial, a sun-loving shrub will help that Japanese maple instead of just hot ground. No winter protection, fall dehydration. After your irrigation actually is blown out, sometimes, Tim, I know good friends in the irrigation industry, they don't want your irrigation to freeze. There's no way they want it out there in the third or fourth week in November. Right. So it's getting blown out in anywhere from early October to early November. So a lot of times there's a couple months there, it's pretty dry. So we have do-right tree bags. There's donut or upright. You've seen them on commercial job sites, folks, where those are almost a tree saver or a shrub saver. You fill up the bag and it goes around the tree. And as that plant uh, is just getting settled in, it has water that's bleeding or secreting all over those roots from that do right tree bags. Stop in. We can show you how. Think about the right plant for the right place. Just because it's beautiful, let's find the right home for it. Maybe you don't have that right spot. Maybe we can pick something close. I really wanted a Japanese maple, Tim, on my west or northwest corner. And, yeah, (laughs) round one, no, it didn't make it. So round two, I'll just pick a stronger variety. Okay. Um, (laughs) I didn't make it. (laughs) So, <laughs> well, you know, you have to try. That's right. It, that's know, right. On round three, I have a bonfire peach. And yes, it is more sensitive, but gee whiz, it seems to be making it fine. Right plant for the right place. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? We have a texture coming in. Yep. And uh, should you fertilize peony plants? If so, with and when. So, peonies are just about to flower. So, their energy, let them go ahead and flower right now. Okay. Once they're starting, their flower is falling off. I would say bone meal would be great fertilizer for peonies. I would pass everybody on composted cow manure. Peonies get botrytis blight, and it's if you want cow manure, put it around the plant, not next to the plant. Oh, so okay. a little espoma plant tone and a bone meal would be a great feeding for a peony. 
All right. Yep. Let's uh, take a quick little break. We'll do some headlines, get you updated on that mm-hmm. storm teammate weather forecast. And, of course, we'll continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence and your host, Andy Waddell. Comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877, 382-4280, or text 80373. We'll be back. Florist and Garden Center is where Southwest Michigan begins to bloom. Proof is in the thousands of beautiful trees and shrubs purchased from Waddell's that now grace many landscapes. For 76 years, Waddell's has offered extra hardy northern grown plants that have beautified the area. A bright blooming springtime favorite is the crab apple tree. This week, the extra large size coral burst crab apple is on sale for only $99.76. Want some instant shade? Get an autumn blaze maple. The extra large 12 foot size is on sale for $139.76. For something a little smaller, lilac shrubs are now 20% off. Come celebrate Waddell's 76th anniversary and check out many other specials like topsoil on sale for just $3.76 per bag, all pottery is 20% off, 20% off bird feeders, and much more. Get a head start in your yard this season with help from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. The 76th anniversary celebration continues today at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. The Waddell family and staff want to thank everyone who have made Waddell's their choice for plants, flowers, and garden supplies for 76 years. Stop in today to see their 76 years of gardening display and take advantage of lots of great anniversary savings. Save 20% on all in-stock lilac shrubs. Now's the best time to put in your tomato and pepper plants. They're on sale for $1.89. For blooms that last much of the summer, get spirea shrubs, all 20% off. To top off your planting projects, you'll need mulch. Get your choice of five bagged mulches for just $4.76. Check out many more specials and help Waddell's celebrate 76 years in business. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, 382-4280-1877-382-4280, or text 80373. Going to head back to the phones, Andy, and say good morning to Julie here on WKZO. Hey, morning, Julie. Good morning. How's it going today? Pretty good. Nice, nice. You have a gardening issue or question? I have, um, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So I would like to know the best time to transplant peonies and then also poppies. And I I think poppies have a very long root, correct? Mm -hmm. If you could talk about that. Yep. So both plants, almost opposites, even though they sound similar, okay? Um, Peonies is going to be up very and going to be flowering very soon. I mean, there's um, probably probably within the next two or three weeks. But a lot of that foliage stays green all summer. It actually Mm -hmm. looks like almost a small shrub. So when that foliage really starts depleting is in the fall. So September-ish. Um, mid-September, you start seeing a good frost on those peonies. You'll start seeing where you'll start seeing some brown foliage. Then you know Mm -hmm. that root is reverting back. That's your best time to transplant peonies. Peonies are very fussy. 
peonies do not like to be transplanted at different heights. So remember, soil level to soil level, if you plant them too deep or too shallow, they'll take years to bloom again. Okay. So when you transplant peonies, that's another, another item. They really do like bone meal. So put them in with some bone meal. Um, so that that would be my, my plus with, uh, with peonies. I love them. Poppies, okay. just also one of my favorites, but right after they flower, they will almost start going downhill super fast. They will right. be disappearing by the heat of July or early August. You will see them fading away. And just like bearded iris or a big German bearded iris, those are some of the two first items that can be transplanted in the summer. So when okay. you see that all fading back and that peony starting or poppy starting to wither, that's a perfect time to do it. And that's that's probably thirty or sixty days after it's flowered. Okay, and what about that root? If you don't get the whole thing, I mean, how how deep does it go? It does. It'll be a huge taproot. So, but you're not going to want all that. But if you can take some time and get a spade and not just like a little trowel and try to go down and around the plant and lift the whole thing. See if you can get the more transplant on that, the better. There is something okay. on those, both those plants, something called plant starter. It's a liquid and you just soak the roots along with the water and that would uh, stimulate those root growth at the same time. Okay. Okay, so, so if you don't get all the tap, tap root, try to get as much as you can. Okay. But if you don't get it all, you're not going to kill it. No, no. Okay. But if if you just snap it off ground level, you might. But I would I would okay. try to get a right. good a good portion with that if it's an established plant. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah, you get a little project, but two different time frames really, because that peony will be right. very glossy and green in in July and August, and it's, it's early September. It's still as soon as it starts getting some heavy frost on it, then that's good time to move it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Julie. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Julie. Again, if you do have a comment or question, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. So let's say probably uh, to finish up with Julie's calls, most transplanting has to be finished up real soon. Mm -hmm. We have big trees being moved this week on evergreens, and those are that you need to kind of round up. Most things are fully leafed out. Deciduous items, I would probably pass on moving anything. That's why we dig most things at Waddell's early in the spring or mm -hmm. pot them up the year before, I would, unless it's a necessity and you have to move it due to building a deck, building a driveway, something like that, a new addition. So that's where... And that's we, also the important part is trying to get as much of that root as possible. That's right. That's okay. right. Yep. For, for basically any type of yep. plant that you're trying yep. to replant. The tree spades that we're working this week, depending on the caliper, not the size of the tree, but mm -hmm. the caliper around the trunk of the tree based was based on the size of the tree spade that was being used. So mm -hmm. smaller calipers had a 44-inch spade or about a 800-pound root ball. 66 yeah, inch yeah, featherweight yeah <laughs> up to five and a half inch they were going to be uh 65 inch Ooh. and the um uh big ones were a 90 inch spade that were being moved yesterday so Ooh. just trying to get as much root now those right. are going to be soaked and watered very soon and then we're going to put plant starter on them and mulch them right away so yeah yeah so uh, be done pretty soon. Probably ornamental grass could probably still be moved successfully the next couple of weeks. Okay. Or arbovitas. Sometimes we're we're finishing up with those at the farm, but mm. <clears throat> most things should be done. So we were talking about trying to help people 
through their landscape um, woes, sometimes um, planting, you have a love for a plant, and then the plant seems to have a challenge. So sometimes <clears throat> we just ended with uh, uh, think about the plant in the right place. Also think about their watering needs, 12 months a year, spring, summer, fall for sure, and even winter. Uh, it sounds funny, but winter, is there too much water? Is it being flooded? Um, how about mulching? Instead of river rock, use cedar mulch, hardwood mulch, cypress mulch. Keep the roots cool, less loss of hydration, and better winter root protection. A quick uh, uh, text. Yeah. Uh, texter mentioning that, uh, just mentioned the peonies don't like to be transplanted. If they haven't bloomed, uh, at what depth would you plant them? Oh, you, you got it. So <clears throat> if they haven't bloomed, triple superphosphate is what I'd put on them for sure. Because sometimes they can be um, originally flowering, mm -hmm. and then maybe they were in the shade. Sometimes plants just like to be lifted and moved around and split up and then uh, put back. I would, if they're not flowering, believe it or not, I would put them back at the same depth or look at the plant and kind of where the crown or the flange is where the trunk and the root start joining together. That's where mm -hmm. I would probably put them in at ground level if you don't know where to start. Excellent. <clears throat> okay. Um, they they like good um, drainage. Peonies don't like a heavy, wet ground. They're not after a lot of irrigation. So mm -hmm. that's um, we have them in back of the barn. They seem to thrive. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes, well, certain plants, Tim. They um, certain plants like um, necessities, right? And, right. And other exactly. <laughs> self-supporting man versus wild. You know, just like we do from time to time. <laughs> right. Well, um, one of the employees, Gary, was talking the other night about put five hydrangeas in a row. To all react differently, even though they're, it sounds funny, just like five people in a row. Yep. Okay. We all react differently at the buffet line, you know? That's so, right. Okay. So <clears throat> feeding, feeding out off that with the mulching, remember when water is available for the roots of a plant, the top of the plant will follow. Care for your roots, care for the plant. Sometimes too much, too saturated. One client I spoke with yesterday said, we were watering every day. That's scary. Mm. Okay. When your lawn is being irrigated, your water needs and your plant needs are totally different. Uh, That's why I like to put plants on drip irrigation instead of soaking the plant night after night. Right. That's, believe it or not, where a lot of our spruce problems are. Blue spruce is not even sold at Waddell's anymore. Heavy irrigation, lots of it doesn't dry out during the day Ta-da! swiss needle cast comes into the plant so uh -huh. yeah so we have uh one more uh call coming in from julius uh, just waiting for the final mm -hmm. uh, things to be all set and ready to go so they can join us but again if you do have a comment or question we still have a couple of moments left 382-4280-1877, You could always uh, text that comment or question as well. It uh, looks like we are about set. <laughs> Almost. He can come on in oh, a second. There, oh, there we are. Oh. Okay, now we're all ready. Good morning, Julius. You're on WKZO. Julius, how's it going today? It's going really good, sir. Good. How can I be of help? My brother lives in Memphis. 
and he has a summer cottage here in Delton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wondered, we were talking about his rhubarb, and I wondered what is the best, uh, is it best to cut it, cut the uh, existing tops off more often, and uh, what kind of fertilizer or, or uh, chemicals should I put on that rhubarb? Okay, so remember, we don't want to let it go to flower. Remember, that's the part about rhubarb. When the big stalks, Julius, comes up right. and it wants cut, to flower, get get those out of there. They they really they're a harmful and b they they're take a lot of energy. But they're harmful for us too. So you don't oh, you don't want okay. that flower, okay? So yeah. all the energy goes to that, and so sometimes that's some some of the issue. So a spoma plant tone, composted horse or cow manure around those, not up tight, around the uh, perimeter, not up close to that plant. Six or eight inches away from the plant. At least. They're very similar, believe it or not, to peonies. Um, They don't like cow manure up close to the trunk of the plant, but they do like the nutrient. They okay. like good drainage, so that's probably why they're doing good at the cottage probably there. But they yeah. like harvest, just like you're saying, Julius, getting the older uh, foliage out will increase that. You know, the older wood's going to be probably the more pungent in the pie compared you to— eat it anyway. That's right, where the younger, the younger shoots is what you want to expose anyways, and that— bigger leaf sometimes hides that so cut the big leaves out to encourage that understory okay why he's there it sure wouldn't hurt to put some water to it once in a while i know they can be very dry loving plants but why is there a little nurture goes a long ways these are on the uh, eve line of a garage (laughs) there you go (laughs) so they're getting water every time it rains they're getting really good (laughs) so and again by having that that's why they're probably flourishing pretty good yeah all right julius thank you so much you bet thanks for the call today have some rhubarb pie Thank you. All right. Bye, sir. Bye-bye. All right. I appreciate the call, Julius. And thank you, Andy. That rhubarb pipe does sound good, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll join up uh, with you again next Saturday morning. You bet. Thank you, everybody. And um, appreciate 76 years. Come on down to Waddell's. Absolutely. Congratulations to you and everyone there at Waddell's. And thank you for tuning in this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence each and every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour during the growing season. It's brought to you by... Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center located right there at the corner of Milliman 12th. Amen.